It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. T-minus 24, 48, I'm never good at math. We're days away from the kickoff of Super Wild Card Weekend. In the NFL. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Yes, we are almost there. And I did it. I did it. I locked in a bet. I locked in a couple of bets, actually. And I hope that I don't get burned by some line movement, but I think I'm on the right side of some line movement here when it comes to these super wild card games. Plenty of that to get into here on the program as when we spent a a lot of this week looking at the trends over the course of the wild card history, like recent history, right? What had happened over, you know, the past couple of years underdogs winning, road teams, how the home teams have fared, defensive teams, offensive teams. There's so much that goes into breaking down these games and to go and and think about exactly what's going to happen. And history is great. And, And yes, trends are awesome. But what it comes down to is the games. Who's going to win and who's going to cover? And with the greatest trend that we gave you all week from Steve Mackinnon's article up on vcin.com and on Point Spread Weekly was the incredible stat of 47 of the last 56 or 48 of the last 56 winners in wild card weekend have covered the spread. And what that means is that if there is an underdog play for you on this board, forget about the point spread. You're going with the team to win. You're sprinkling on the money line when it comes to these wild card games. And as I look at this board, and as I break down these games... I've had a real hard time trying to find an underdog to win outright. The trendy dog is the 49ers. That's the one that everybody 
is going to be on. We know this already. You're hearing so many people talk about the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. That that's going to be the game. 49ers this, 49ers that. But right now, Dallas Cowboys are still holding at three. In fact, that three is juiced. Minus 115 up on DraftKings. It's actually now at DraftKings. I got the update. It has moved to three and a half. So the trendy dog, the line is moving against them, which indicates money coming in on the Dallas Cowboys. I was waiting to see if this would happen, and it has happened. The Cowboys coming into today were getting 54% of the bets, 54, 55% of the handle. But the line has now moved up on DraftKings to Dallas minus three and a half. And the more I think about these two teams, the more I think about the way this game could play out, I I, I just got to back the Cowboys. I, they are the number one DVOA team in the NFL. It's amazing because they had a monster game against the Eagles the final week of the season, and so that obviously helped their statistics and whatnot. But still, the Cowboys... Even prior to that game, they would have had uh, the top rating or one of the top ratings in the NFL. They have done just a tremendous job. And some people would say, okay, well, you look at um, their uh, schedule. It's not the best. We know that the NFC East is, it's bad. Okay. We got a uh, you know a lot of things go you know <laughs> it's it, 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 the Giants are bad. Washington had a moment, a little fleeting moment. The Eagles got themselves into the playoffs, so I, I can't knock the Eagles. They they're in this they're in the dance right now at nine and eight. But the Cowboys' schedule, they've lost games where they've been tested against good teams. So how, how are they going to do here in the playoffs? But still, DVOA takes everything into account, right? Every single play during the season, and it's, it's not just the yardage of every play. It's everything that goes into each and every play um, and to measure their team's efficiency. And Football Outsiders does a tremendous job of doing this each and every year. And right now, the Dallas Cowboys are the number one team in the NFL. The 49ers are the sixth-ranked team in the NFL, so they're not bad. But what this comes down to is that the Cowboys are really good. And I, I think it's time that we stop denying that. And have there been moments where the Cowboys have disappointed uh, maybe uh, on, on a nationally televised stage. You know, Thanksgiving was a disappointment, sure. Um, you know, they lose the first game to the, the, the Bucs, but that was a great game. 
Cowboys. Is there an anti-Dallas sentiment out there? There could be. But this team is special this year. And as much as I have respect for what the 49ers did last week, part of me wants to fade that excitement and that drama. And think about the 49ers accomplishing that goal last week and fading that on the road this week for the second straight week against a very good Dallas Cowboys team. Now, I'm not saying the Cowboys are going to make a run here because when I try and predict the way that the next weekends, the next couple of weekends are going to play out, like, let's just, okay, if we're assuming chalk, that's what we're going to assume, right? The Cowboys would play against the Bucks, and it would be the Rams, Cardinals against the Packers. I think the Cowboys lose in Tampa. Or at least I'm not comfortable picking them on the road in Tampa. So I don't know about betting the Cowboys' odds to win the conference, which you can still get some pretty good, you know, some pretty good odds here. The Dallas Cowboys in the NFC are plus 600. But I don't think that they are capable of going into Tampa and winning. And then if they win that game, going to Lambeau. Now, there could be a scenario where what if the Rams or the Buck or the uh, the Rams or the uh, Cardinals wind up winning in Lambeau and then the Cowboys beat the Bucks? Well, then the Cowboys are hosting the NFC title game. That's tremendous. And if that's the case, hey, maybe it can anything can happen. But focusing in on this game only, in this game only, every time I look at it, it comes back to a Cowboys victory. And again, I understand there's a lot of 49er love out there. But with this Cowboy defense, with their ability to get after the quarterback, with Jimmy Garoppolo, not 100%. And with the Cowboys' ability to score, I think there's a chance that they put up a big number in this game. I might be wrong, but I honestly don't think that the that the spread here is going to come into question. I think the Cowboys are going to win this one. And I think the Cowboys are going to win this one rather easily. And, and and for the 49ers, are they going to be able to run the ball? Are they going to be able to get Debo Samuel open in space? Is Jimmy going to be able to make some big-time throws? All these are valid questions that could actually, yes, happen. Where I worry is defensively. Can the 49ers contain this Cowboys offense? Can this 49ers team get pressure on Dak Prescott? Can they force him into bad situations? Can they keep the Cowboys behind the chains? 
and maybe I'm a little bit skewed by what I just saw with the Cowboys with the 51-point outburst against the Philadelphia Eagles. But, damn, that offense looked good. I mean, damn, they looked good. Whew. Um, I just can't bring myself to bet against this Cowboys team. Not this week. Next week, different story. This week, not so much. So the 49ers might be the square dog. But I'm not going to bet them. Which underdog am I going to bet? If any. We'll get into more of it coming up next. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of The Look Ahead is brought to you by Zing Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zin, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zin. So head on over to Zin.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. I'm trying to find an underdog that's going to win outright here on Super Wild Card Weekend, and I'm having a difficult time doing it. First off, I think the Raiders are live against the Cincinnati Bengals. I really do. And I think there's something to be said about the unfamiliar atmosphere that the Bengals may find themselves in this Saturday. You know, they are now the favorites. They are they are playing with expectations. 
the betting splits on this game overwhelmingly in favor of the Cincinnati Bengals. I've seen the line movement go actually towards the Raiders, now back down to the Bengals. The Raiders were five, five and a half. I don't know where this is going to end up, if we're being honest. If more money's if money's coming in on the Raiders, moving this thing down, does it get to four and a half? Does it get to four? But yet, the majority of the tickets, the majority of the handle right now, according to DraftKings, is all on this Bengals team. But yet, the spread has gone down. I think the Raiders are alive. Can they win outright? It's a tough question. I'm certainly not comfortable betting it. But then again, I'll admit, I've been wrong on the Raiders all season long. I mean, I've bet against them so many times. And they've won. And I've lost. So, I don't know what to make of this Raiders team. Uh, The Patriots, I absolutely think the Patriots are alive as well. Against the Bills, this is going to be a tough game. It's going to be a physical game. And I favor the Bills at home, absolutely. Uh, I favor Josh Allen. You know, the the Patriots have the better coach. The Bills have the better quarterback. Can Josh Allen make enough plays in this game that wins it for Buffalo? Ultimately, I compare the two games that we saw the Bills and Patriots play this season. With the division on the line, on the road, the Bills beat up on the Pats. That was very impressive. Very impressive. Josh Allen had a big-time performance, 314 yards and three scores, and something that he didn't do in the first meeting against the Patriots He ran the ball, 12 carries for 64 yards. In that first loss to the Patriots, Josh Allen ran the ball six times for 39 yards. Not enough. Certainly not the 12 that he had uh, in the second time that, that, that he played the Pats. But that was such an important game. That was... For everything, right? That was for the division. And the Bills go into Foxborough and dominate that game. And then you go back to that first performance with the ridiculous wins. That was the game, by the way, that uh, kept me from getting the number one seed in my fantasy football league because uh, I had Stefan Diggs and Nick Falk going into that Monday night football game. And I was trailing by like 10 points or whatever, or whatever it was. And I didn't get it because Diggs had four catches for 50 yards. And we obviously know about the uh, kicking issues. Nick Folk did have two field goals, but it was um, not going for the extra point on the first touchdown that I think was the, um, the one that did me in. Anyway, I digress. I still made it to the championship. I lost it but I still made it. That game was so back and forth 
the one difference, and, and it's not unfair to do this, but if you take out the 64-yard run by Damian Harris, I don't think it's crazy to say that the Bills win the game. Now, maybe the Patriots still score on that drive. Maybe it's a touchdown. I don't think they kick a field goal at that point. The wind was crazy. Like, it settled down, obviously, later in the night. So, they were able to kick field goals later in the night. But if they just played that play differently and they don't allow Harris to break it for 64, I mean, the game turns out completely different, differently. And, and, and I'm just – I just go back to that factor and also what happened in the second game for all the marbles and the Bills got the job done. And with all due respect to Bill Belichick, who's going to have an incredible game plan, the defense will be ready, Mac Jones will be as ready as he's ever been, and I know Josh Allen does not have a good record on the road. I mean, not, excuse me, good, good record in the cold. But it's also Mac Jones's first opportunity with the cold. I just, I got to go with the Bills here. So, Patriots, another underdog. I just can't seem to pull the trigger on them. I can't. I think moving on, as we move to Sunday, um, I think if the Eagles beat the Bucks, I know it's crazy to say this because um, mathematically, I guess, this is not the case. But I think the Eagles beating the Bucks would be a bigger upset in my mind than the Steelers beating the Chiefs. I know it's crazy because the Steelers are not good. Like, not good. But um, the Bucks at home, they're, they're just on a different level. Seven and one this year at home. The one loss was the nine nothing defeat by the Saints, which. I don't even know. That game was crazy. But, man, I, I just, the Bucks at home can't lose this game. They've been so good at home this year. Even without, even without that game, okay? Think about this. The Bucks. Average 30.1 points per game. At home, they average 33.3 points per game. That's factoring in a game at home that they got shut out. 9 nothing. Even with that shutout, they still average... 33.3 points per game at home. I would be shocked if the Bucs lost to this Eagles team. And 
Could Jalen Hurts play out of his mind? Sure. Are the Bucs dealing with injuries? Yes. But it's still TB12 in that building where they have been so prolific the last two seasons. I would be shocked if the Bucs lose to the Eagles. So that's another dog that I'm not going to play. And we're just talking about, forget about the points here. I'm just talking about who's going to win and pull an upset. But right now, through this first three games of this schedule, or four games, it's all chalk for me. We'll take a pause here from the NFL. We'll get into the NBA coming up next with uh, our our friend James Alberino. You follow on Twitter at Spread Investor. We'll talk about what went down in the association here on Thursday and take a look at the games coming up this weekend. I'm Scott Satterberg. You follow me on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Let's talk a little hoops. And the capper James Alberino will join me next right here on The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline, Over, Under, and Against the Spread Bets. Betting splits are another way. vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Scott Zadenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Joined now in his weekly spot, good friend of the program, a sports betting uh, analyst and uh, handicapper, James Alberino, who you follow on Twitter at Spread Investor. Let's talk a little hoops here, James. And I want to get into the Golden State Warriors first because uh, they got blown out here on Thursday without Draymond Green going up against the Bucks. His absence means, I think, everything to this team. They're now 2-5 and five without him this year, likely going to be without him again on Friday against the Bulls. Are we auto-fading the Warriors with no Draymond Green here? This is a tough Warrior spot, and I watched the whole game tonight. The Warriors Sunday without... Raymond Green versus the Cavs. They looked really, really good, and, and they hung their hat on defense that night and, and just limiting the Cavs and putting pressure on the Cavs' guards. Milwaukee tonight was just ready to come out firing, and, and Milwaukee blitzed the Warriors to a point where, honestly, if Draymond Green played tonight, I don't even know how much of a difference it would have made. That's how that's how much Milwaukee was clicking from three. Milwaukee came into this game on a one and four stretch, and this was one of those where it was a get right game, and they clearly took advantage of of the lack of of defense that Golden State was without Draymond Green. Um, but in terms of Friday playing the Bulls, this is a pretty good Bulls spot. You're going to have the Warriors sitting Clay Thompson too because it's on a back to back. And the, the Bulls are going to be coming in this game with a night off after getting blown out versus the Nets. That was a game that was tough, too, because the Bulls lost Derek Jones Jr. in the first 30 seconds. And that's not a big name. People aren't going to think that Derek Jones Jr. going down is a big deal. He, he's one of the best defenders on the Bulls, and he's the guy that, that they use to, as a ball stopper. So 
for that game the other night, I thought that was really difficult for the Bulls. But for tomorrow without Clay Thompson, it is an edge for the Bulls. They just opened up at three. I would imagine that's going to move pretty quickly just off of the fact that you're going to see some names from Golden State start popping up tomorrow morning is out and resting. And so it's it's definitely a lean to the Bulls and a Bulls spot quicker than it is a Warriors spot. You still high on this Bulls team even after that Nets loss? Uh, because you know, I guess, you know, with Jones going out, you can kind of write off that game. I am. And honestly, this is a, a really good time to throw money on a Bulls future ticket. The Bulls were at 13-1 to win the East a couple weeks ago, and then they knocked down to about 11-1, to 10-1. I would imagine they're going to go and, and you could get a better price because all the buzz now is on Kyrie. The Bulls are, are one of the top three teams and will be one of the top three teams in the East when, when the season's over. They've got star power. They've got defense. They've got good coaching. If you get anywhere near 11 to 12 to 1 to win the East, it, it's a very good ticket, and, and they'll be up there with the Nets and the Bucks. Uh, let's talk about this Celtics-Sixers matchup here. On Friday, uh, I thought about playing against the Celtics the other night. It was the um, second of a home-and-home against the Pacers. They had just beat the Pacers two days before. uh, But they impressed me, you know, with a a 19-point victory in Indiana. Now they go to Philadelphia to face the Sixers, who, uh, I mean, uh, who knows if they're ever going to get this Simmons situation figured out, James. But um, how do you see this one playing out between these two? I lean the Sixers, and like you, I was I was actually looking to play the Pacers, too, in that game because the, that close rematch with the Sixers, I don't think the Pacers have enough offensive firepower right now with the guys that are in there in the lineup. Uh, I lean Philadelphia in this. I, I don't think they're I – don't, I don't trust Boston's consistency. They've been up and down the entire season. Philly's coming off a loss to Charlotte. Before that, the Sixers were on a really, really – Good run. They won, I think it was six or seven in a row right prior to that. And Bede's been really good. Shooting's been really good on the whole team. This line opened up at three in Philadelphia. I think it's going to close a little bit higher than that. Um, <laughs> it's funny, man. Boston has all the potential in the world. Like, you look at this roster on paper and you sit there and you look at the NBA standings, you're like, how is this team buried in the Eastern Conference? Like, well, how is it mathematically possible for this roster to be this mediocre? It, some teams, well, you say the, uh, the sum of their parts is, or the whole is better than the sum of its parts. Look at this team. This, this team is the exact opposite, basically. So you're not going to see me put much money on, on the Celtics. I, I, I don't think you could risk money on them consistently and be comfortable with it. Uh, we just talked about the Pacers. They got a home game against the Suns here. Uh, is this a Phoenix blowout? I'm trying to see where this line's going to open up. I haven't, I haven't seen it. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a really tough spot. Phoenix lost a game this week, and typically, right after a loss, they, they, they beat Toronto right after the loss. They got blown out by Miami. And typically the Suns, when they get back on track after a loss, they usually will string a few wins together. This is a tough spot that the Pacers are walking into. If they just lost twice in a row to the Celtics, it's not getting any easier versus, versus Phoenix. So let's see how high this line opens up. But, yes, at the least I'm looking to get involved with the, with the Suns' Sun capacity tomorrow. James, uh, 
11 straight now for the Grizzlies. I mean, this team is just scorching hot. <laughs> Do they keep it rolling here against the Mavericks on a back-to-back? Tomorrow's a really tough spot, and you know me as well. I've, I've bet the Grizzlies as often as, as possible this year, especially on low lines. Back-to-back coming off. Tonight was a really grueling game. I watched that whole game versus the Wolves. Physical game, went down to the wire. Grizz, Grizzlies had to make a little bit of a comeback. The Grizzlies just played the Warriors two nights ago. That was a, another game that they had to get really, really up for. I don't think this is a great spot for Memphis tomorrow. This opened up Memphis minus three. I actually lean Dallas because Dallas is coming off a terrible game versus the Knicks last night. That was a complete aberration. Dallas played terrible last night. So in a rare case, I'm actually leaning against Memphis, but it's not because of the talent. It's it's just because of the spot. Uh, What do you think about the Lakers nuggets matchup coming up on Saturday? I think Russell Westbrook should shoot the ball a lot less. <laughs> um, the Lakers, man, they, they, they're all over the place. And uh, they they, won, they they started playing well, but it was against a pretty soft schedule. And I'm trying to see what the situation for this game, what they're going to be walking into. Um Denver's another team though that's been up and down, man. That's another team that they've been they've been hit by COVID. I'm not looking to bet this game because Denver's offense has struggled at times, and I don't know. Neither, neither one of these teams I can really get my money behind. Uh, the um, Knicks. It, this is a, a fun spot here on I guess it's on Saturday. The Knicks are playing yeah. the Hawks. The Hawks just traded Cam Reddish to the Knicks. Uh, so this is going to be a fun spot for everybody coming up here on Saturday. Uh, what does this trade mean for the Knicks, and do you like them in Atlanta on Saturday? This is a really good trade for the Knicks. Cam Reddish is instant offense, played with R.J. Barrett. The Knicks didn't give up that much for him. They gave up a, a first-round pick that's probably going to be worth less than what Cam Reddish was two years ago, 10th overall. And I like the Knicks in this game before this game, before Cam Reddish even came over to the Knicks because that really momentum win on, on Wednesday versus the Mavericks. That was the best the Knicks have played since November. And that's saying a lot because December was a really, really bad month for them. It looked like the season was completely off track. And then the last two games they've played really like, like they were in the beginning of the season when they deserved and earned a lot of respect. Whereas the Hawks, the Hawks, the reason why this trade went down and why I'm not surprised it went down, there has been smoke. If you read Atlanta local reports, that guys are not very happy with the offense in Atlanta. John Collins implied that guys have the ball too much in their hands. Uh, who's talking about? He's got to be talking about Trey Young. So there were other issues, and clearly, guys, that's a team that their record they're, they're below 500 and. They have way too much talent to be below 500. Yeah. Um, I lean the Knicks for sure in this game. This will be a big game. And the two teams coming in with opposite, heading in opposite directions right now. Yeah. We'll we'll definitely take a look at that on Saturday. It's also going to be the second of a back-to-back for the Hawks who are in Miami on Friday. James, appreciate the time. As always, uh, enjoy the football this weekend uh, while you're in between betting basketball games. 
Absolutely, man. We'll talk next week. Thanks. There he is, James Alberino. You follow him on Twitter, at Spread Investor. Some great insight there on the NBA. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Scott's On Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. I like a couple of these spots that we talked about with James. Uh, we'll react to that coming up next, right here on The Look Ahead, here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on vSEN, the sports betting network. VEASAN has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all-new Big Game Big Dance Special provides VEASAN plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now and get our daily best bets emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming Big Game and College Hoops betting guides, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Visit vcin.com slash big deal to sign up today. That's a big deal energy going on here. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead on vcin, the sports betting network. My thanks to James Alberino, who joined me, talked a little NBA last segment. You can follow James on Twitter at Spread Investor. And we mentioned the Chicago Bulls as a potential sprinkle in the futures market. Uh, Right now, their odds to win the Eastern Conference are still locked at plus 1,100, which is not a bad bet considering this team will likely finish as one of the top three seeds uh, or top four seeds at the worst in the NBA's Eastern Conference. I mean, look, it's going to be the Nets, it's going to be the Bucks, and it's going to be the... Bulls in the standings probably right now the Bulls are the number one team in the Eastern Conference at 27 and 12 Miami's next 26 and 15 then the Nets then the Bucks 
and then there's a drop-off there before you get to the Sixers. But if you just look at top four teams, i got to believe Chicago is going to be one of those four teams, um, which means they'll be home. Uh, I do think they'll have an advantage, and um, I love their starting five. Their depth concerns me. I've I've never – I've always mentioned it. Um, But, yeah, I I absolutely think that they have – they have a really good chance to make some noise. And at plus, plus 1,100, it's worth a sprinkle. You know? It's it's worth a sprinkle. Uh, and then, yes, I do like them coming up here in this game on uh, Friday against the Golden State Warriors because the line is probably going to be, you know, what it was here against the... Bucks, where the Bucks were like a one, one and a half point favorite. Um, obviously, if you find out, we, if we already know Clay Thompson's not going to play second night of a back to back, no Draymond Green, the Bulls actually might be three point favorites, maybe four point favorites in this one. I'm looking up on DraftKings right now, and I see Bulls are minus three. There we go. So the Bulls are minus three against the Warriors, and yeah, I like them against the Warriors here. It's just a bad spot. For Golden State versus a good spot here for the Bulls coming off of that loss to the Brooklyn Nets just the other night. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Let's get back into the NFL's Super Wild Card Weekend and continue the thought process as we try and figure out which underdog is going to win outright. It's going to happen, right? I I can't imagine as much as I think it could, but the odds are that one of these favorites is losing. Someone's losing. The Rams to the Cardinals, the Cowboys to the 49ers, you know, Bills to the Patriots, Bengals to the Raiders. Someone's losing. The two I don't think are losing, like I said, I'd be shocked if the Bucs lose to the Eagles and then the Chiefs at home against the Steelers. The Steelers have no business being in the playoffs, like none whatsoever. They are, they are not a good football team. They got T.J. Watt, who's capable of, of making an incredible play and breaking open a game, right? And if he can get to Patrick Mahomes, strip sack, and next thing you know, it changes everything. But offensively, if you could just limit Najee Harris, Ben Roethlisberger's not beating you. His arm looks shot. He's not throwing the ball down the field. This Steelers offense is really not, you know, scoring a ton of points. They're just, the Steelers... They had that 37-point performance against the Chargers. And that was a game where you're like, hey, wow. I was very impressed with what the Steelers were able to do. But seeing what the Chargers have also done throughout the course of this season, I feel like anybody could score on that team. Pittsburgh averages just 222 Points per game on offense. That is 21st in the league. And the worst among all the teams in the playoffs. 
20 points per game. On the road, Pittsburgh averages 19.5 points per game. The Kansas City Chiefs average 28.2, and at home, 26.1. I just don't, I, I, I just think this is just such a massive mismatch. And I think the best bet of the entire weekend, and the line has moved, so it's not as enticing as it was, but it's the Chiefs in the first half. The Chiefs are minus seven and a half. So there is a chance that this thing goes down to seven. If it does, it's appealing because you do get the push protection if the Chiefs go into the locker room up a touchdown. But the numbers this season are disgusting for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Their first half offense is putrid. Over the past six weeks, the Steelers have been outscored 119 to 16 in the first half. They have scored just one touchdown in the first half in the last six weeks. That is unreal. The Chiefs average third best in the league, 14.9 points per first half. At home, the number goes higher, 15.2 points per game in the first half. The Pittsburgh Steelers, second worst in the NFL, just in front of the New York Giants, and behind the Jacksonville Jaguars, the New York Jets, and the Detroit Lions, the Pittsburgh Steelers coming in at 31st in the league average 6.7 points per first half this season. On the road this year, on the road, the Pittsburgh Steelers are the worst in the NFL, averaging just 3.6 points per first half. 3.6 points per first half on the road this season. Wow. First quarter average, and the first quarter line is Chiefs minus 3.5. The Kansas City Chiefs are the number one scoring team in the NFL in the first quarter this season, averaging 7.6 points per first quarter, tied with the Dallas Cowboys. And yes, you guessed it, the Pittsburgh Steelers all the way at the bottom, 2.2 points per first quarter this season. 
right there with the New York Giants, who are 2.1. Chiefs first quarter, Chiefs first half. That's the move here in this game. I do think the Chiefs just cover the whole game line anyway. But if you want to avoid a backdoor, they're covering both the first quarter and the first half. We'll continue to break down Super Wild Card Weekend coming up next and get into, yes, the potential of an underdog to win outright if there is one that will win outright between Saturday and Sunday. I'm Scott Sadenberg. You can hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Yes, I know there's a game on Monday, but we can break that down on Sunday night show. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.